0: hello and welcome to the date night movie podcast i'm your host patrick russell and with me is my co-host ashley russell hello this is a show where each week ashley and i we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad and whether or not it would make for a good date movie on this episode we're talking about the rhythm section this is the new action drama starring blake lively the imdb plot summary reads a woman seeks revenge against those who orchestrated a plane crash that killed her family. This movie has a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: It's a stinker, people.
0: <laughs> it opened this past weekend, this past Super Bowl weekend, to about 2.7 million. Ouch! Which is a record low for a movie that's opening on over 3,000 screens. So this was playing really wide, 3,000 screens... And so that's maybe about a hundred people per theater for the entire weekend.
1: That's, that, that's an ouch. That's, that, a, that's an ouchy.
0: I mean that those are the kinds of numbers that uh, a movies our, make them right before it's about to be pulled.
1: Yeah, our, that's a disaster. Our theater opening,
0: yeah, opening night,
1: opening <laughs> night. It was pretty empty.
0: It was. We were like maybe it was like six other people. Yeah. in the theater, and this is like a Friday night. And we paid, like, good money. We didn't do, like, any, like, subscription, like, Stubbs <laughs> action. We paid, like, legit money. And we to went see. to
1: the Cine bistro, folks.
0: And the yeah, the bartender there was like, hey, what you all seeing? And we're like, we tell him. He's like, what?
1: And <laughs> <laughs> The bartender at the it's restaurant like, or at the movie theater didn't even know what movie we were seeing. And then I mentioned, oh, it's the Blake Lively movie. And they're like, oh.
0: I figured he asked because, okay, this guy, he must know what's playing. No. So he knows he knows how to talk it up. I mean, he had no clue what the rhythm segment is. They didn't really market this on TV or anything?
1: No, I don't know if it was on TV, but I saw multiple
0: trailers
1: um, for this. And I mean, I think we were just going over just the title just now. And, and we didn't even understand why it's called the rhythm section. And
0: <laughs> the title is misleading because yeah. it sounds like like a sequel to Whiplash or something, or well, like
1: Mr. Holland's Opus, you know, <laughs> something like that.
0: Richard Dreyfuss back at it in but, the rhythm section. Yeah,
1: but what what was uh, the explanation? <laughs>
0: The rhythm section it it refers to I guess just controlling like the the tempo of your your body like so your like
1: heartbeat your, your breathing, breathing
0: your heart your heartbeat and Jude Law at one point refers to uh your, like your lungs are the the drums and no your, your, your stomach, heart your, your heart is drums, the drums your lungs are the bass <laughs> it's real silly it really I mean, is. It, it works fine as a metaphor, you know, whatever, in the film, but don't call...
1: Don't, the, make that don't call title. this movies
0: the rhythm yeah, section. It's just a little obscure for, yeah. like, a $50 million action movie.
1: Well, it, it's only mentioned once.
0: Yeah, it's it's just really obscure. I mean, a movie like this, again, $50 million. I mean, it, this was produced by Eon Productions. They, they produced the James Bond films. I yeah. mean, when this was announced, you know, them producing, Blake Lively in the lead... Uh, people were assuming this was going to kick off some sort of franchise
1: oh that's not going to happen
0: and here it is like you know dead of winter like super bowl weekend like planted thousands of empty theaters <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a big disaster,
1: you know. And it's not to say that the movie that it was bad because it wasn't that bad. I wouldn't say it was poorly made. I mean, it's lacking, yeah, and
0: some uh, definitely lacking in what you would expect from these films.
1: one I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, the the. But doesn't mean it's, it's the first thing I see, though. I mean, and, and you know, as a kind of just a bystander, just looking at the the trailer, it, it's Blake Lively in a bad wig looking awful. Well,
0: and not only that, but none of the trailers really properly conveyed the plot. No. Or like what the hell is going on in this movie?
1: I also feel like I've seen this movie before. I mean, that and done better.
0: At some point, I think even turned to me watching the movie and said that. You're like, I feel like I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, we've we've all seen this type of movie before. This movie does a couple things that are different, that's interesting that we'll talk about. But let's just talk about Blake Lively real quick. Are you a fan? I am.
1: I am a fan yeah, of Black Yeah, yeah. She she makes
0: interesting choices.
1: It's. I mean, she's not dull. Like she, her her acting choices are not safe.
0: Exactly. I mean, it, Savages. I mean, remember that one?
1: Well, that and the the shark movie, the one that she's in on. Shallows.
0: The- she very decent kind of B monster movie. Yeah. But still a lot of fun. She's really solid in it. She and I would say she's solid in this. She's she's maybe a little miscast, but she's, she's
1: very much miscast.
0: But she's committed. Movie. She's committed.
1: You know, at least like Atomic Blonde, they made Charlize Theron look hot. But like in this one, they they yeah, really is... like did not want Blake Lively to be like attractive whatsoever.
0: Uh, yeah, you mentioned Atomic Blonde. This is definitely not Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde was very stylized. And I mean you got like Charlie's Theron like leaping off balconies with you know, like George and Michael pop tunes on the soundtrack. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: it is a lot of fun. It's
0: very stylized. This is not stylized at all. It's just it's played very gritty and, and naturalistic serious. and very yeah. serious. And that's I, I mean I admire it for that. It gives the movie a certain integrity. Like it never like pulls a fast and furious or mission impossible or gets like too slick.
1: And it definitely doesn't objectify women.
0: It's, well, yeah, she's looking pretty rough. Let's just talk about how she's introduced. She's introduced as a crack-addicted prostitute. Yeah. That's that's where we start. But
1: not like, I mean, this is off the street, bruises all over your body, makeup smeared, awful hair.
0: Yeah. She's wearing bad wigs all throughout the, the, the movie. Oh, bad wigs much. all
1: throughout the whole entire thing. And it's very distracting. People that know Blake Lively, well, she's, I mean...
0: She's a beautiful actress. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels a, a little counterintuitive to have her like this disheveled and there's never really a transformation. But
1: she could have been disheveled without the stupid wigs. Sure. I sure. mean, like, come on. It, it, it's just, it makes it comical.
0: I agree. Right off the bat, it's like, wow, that's that's one hell of a wig. What I mean, it doesn't get any better. From no, there. and it's just it's just <laughs> it's distracting
1: it's because yeah. you can be disheveled. You could be, uh, I mean, and she has the the hair to do it. I mean, I agree. Yeah, just know? use
0: your own hair and yeah. be disheveled that way. I just, I, I guess I just wish, like, okay, you're starting from like rock bottom, like literally, like crack addicted prostitute, and I mean, she never really makes much of a transformation. I mean, she gets off crack. But there's never like a full transformation. Like by the end of the film, without spoiling too much, she's just moderately okay at killing people. Yeah. But still kind of looking like a bag lady. Kind of true.
1: Like she There's just not
0: much. I figure, like, if you're gonna start at rock bottom, that must mean like, okay, you're starting there, so you can show like a really dramatic transformation. Like by the end of the film, She's going to be a completely different person.
1: Like uh, like a, like assassin. Sure, someone coordinated.
0: How about someone coordinated for starters? And um, yeah, you don't really you don't really get much of a transformation. I mean, thankfully she gets off crack and she stops doing tricks, but,
1: <laughs> but dun, dun, dun. and starts killing people.
0: But that's, and she's bad at it. Yeah. Like she's
1: really bad.
0: And non-committal. Like she kind of just ha- repeatedly the number of scenes where she is on a mission she getting up the nerve to do it and then she cops out midway yeah. like mm, i can't do this this is too much for me what are i mean what are we watching
1: <laughs> and and was her accent believable
0: it was okay i mean probably not like credible but yeah. i mean I, she's i think what she's doing is okay i mean again like it, her character doesn't make much sense because she starts off as a crack addicted prostitute <laughs> she meets this character named proctor who's played by raza joffrey yeah and he tells her that her family's death and, and i guess this her family's death is what sent her into the spiral uh it was the result of terrorists it wasn't like an accident it was a result of terrorists yeah. and, and, so and she did, she drops the crack pipe she drops the tricks and she just follows a stranger right yeah I mean, that's pretty much what happens the character doesn't make much sense it's like it, if like it doesn't. It's like, like if the next Mission Impossible starts with like Tom Cruise living in a tent, like like blowing people for cocaine.
1: Well, at least you know. I, I <laughs> exactly. guess I could I could say not Mission Impossible, but uh, what's the uh, the Martian? What's his
0: the Martian? No, uh, the the Bourne Bourne, Bourne <laughs> series. Like sure. he
1: goes and he get drops off the face of the earth, and he's just fighting people.
0: And I mean, look, you know, back in the day, those movies were thought as uh, having a pretty gritty aesthetic. This movie is even more like tamped down, just more subdued and just way more uh, committed to like a gritty uh, authenticity than even those Bourne movies. Like those Bourne movies compared to this, those Bourne movies are like, you know, super slick Hollywood productions compared to this. And It gives the movie a certain integrity. It just it doesn't make the movie exciting to watch. The movie's kind of a drag. There's not much suspense. Yeah. I
1: would say. I, I just I really had a hard time too. Like there there was a lot of flashbacks. Like sure, flashing yeah, back to I- her parents, like it, it was just it became a lot and it didn't really say anything to the story, just about how much she like missed her parents and how close she was. I mean you could have had that with one flashback.
0: I barely even remember these flashbacks. What I mean? What do they reveal? Anything?
1: No, they don't reveal anything except that she—it's it, the flashback on. She was supposed to be on the plane.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah. We. I guess we get a couple of those.
1: And she just didn't want to go.
0: She has some guilt because yeah. she just she didn't want to be with her family.
1: She's got big. She's got survivor's guilt. Yeah.
0: And that's. I mean, that's interesting character stuff, but the movie doesn't give her much to do with it. No. It's it, it's a weird movie. I'll tell you what. Part of what it. Like her whole like clumsily trying to kill people kind of reminded me a bit of Munich, the Steven Spielberg film. And in that film, you know, there's a, a team of operatives who are assigned to kill uh, people who were responsible for a terrorist bombing. This is back in the '70s, mm. and on a number of those missions, things don't always go super smooth. Um, you know, sometimes you know things end kind of messy, and the plan just kind of goes awry, and they have to kind of think on their feet. And it gives the film a lot of immediate suspense. And a big part of that is because we're brought into what these guys are doing. And we understand like what their objective is, how they're going to try and do it, and what's going to happen if things go wrong. So that gives each of those scenes a lot of suspense. We don't really get that in this movie. No. It's, just, it's all just kind of from her point of view... And on each of her, like, quote, unquote, missions, I, I had no idea, like, who she was after, what specifically, like, they had done. She's just kind of taking orders from strangers and then just... Not
1: tr- questioning it, like, yeah. not, like, just- and,
0: and just... and just going out into public and trying to kill people and failing.
1: <laughs> it's that,
0: that's the movie. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird that, yeah, because we don't... The
1: only time she does kill successfully
0: like the very end the very end yeah like, like at, at the very end you think okay maybe she's moderately more competent at maybe killing people maybe you can trust her to do uh you know an assassination job yeah but she wouldn't be your top choice no at, at one point she meets up with Sterling K Brown yeah he he gives her some people to kill yeah and just yeah just more of her like following people struggling to kill them usually ends badly It's <laughs> just rinse and repeat i'll say like the second half is a little better than the first half very
1: much so yeah
0: and there's a pretty good car chase where it's all made to look like it's done in a single take and it's all from inside the car and it's pretty well done but again like i didn't know like who she was chasing or who was chasing her <laughs> but it was i mean technically it was a well-done car chase like technically this
1: is a, like a well-made film it's, just the story just wasn't all there.
0: But, well there's no suspense. Yeah. There, there's no suspense. <laughs> so is this is this a good day movie? No. On the surface you would think this was a think, good great, day movie. Yeah. It has got
1: action, it's got
0: You got a beautiful woman yeah. killing people, um you know, supposedly kicking ass. But honestly, she gets her ass kicked more. Yeah. That like she's she's yeah, she's she's going to get handed to her more than she's at, than she's dishing it out. Yeah,
1: she just get, she gets lucky. Even even
0: Jude Law is kind of like kicking her ass repeatedly in this. Repeatedly,
1: <laughs> but you know, she gets lucky, and she's
0: she gets lucky. It's
1: yeah, like what? And she's still trying, and you know she doesn't give up, and blah blah blah.
0: I mean, not much of a like like female empowerment story. I mean, not not much of a, like a fantasy wish fulfillment going on in this movie. You know, like when you watch like a Mission Impossible, it's like you, you imagine yourself as like Ethan Hunt saving the day, you're traveling the world, you're a badass. This movie doesn't even give you that.
1: Or like Bond. I mean, this is... Bond.
0: Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's that fantasy wish fulfillment going on. He's driving the cars, he's getting the girls, whatever. This movie, I mean, she's a crackhead. She's a prostitute. She can't fight. She's barely surviving. I mean, here's your movie.
1: Pretty much, yeah. It's it's not
0: great. It's no, not a, it's not a great movie.
1: And we actually spent money on this, so it's kind of like a, <laughs> we're
0: one of the few. And you yeah. know what? I mean, good good on us. I mean, we you know we supported
1: a female director and sure. supported female led independent or female led.
0: This is I'm from a major studio, so I mean, this this isn't like a scrappy little film. It's $50 no, million dollars. And it's been directed by Reed Morano. She's known for uh, The Handmaid's Tale. That was kind of her big breakthrough. This movie is not going to open any more feature film doors
1: for her. I guess that would make sense because Handmaid's Tale is very gritty. Sure. It's very like ho-hum. It's not... (laughs) She has... uh, There's not a lot of action in This Handmaid's Tale. I don't... Except until the end.
0: I mean, the way this film looks isn't my favorite cup of tea, she commits to a, a very distinct aesthetic, yeah. And I mean, technically, the movie is sound in that regard. It, it, I mean, it, like it's shot on. Lo- it seems like it's shot on location. It's yeah. shot in natural light. There isn't a lot of green screen. The movie looks very physically credible, and I, I mean, I give it points for that. So let's, yeah, not a good day movie. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we we decided that. Um, <laughs> are there any good day movies playing? <laughs> like is bad boys. <laughs> Bad
1: the, boys, bad boys. Uh, I
0: guess bad boys.
1: What you gonna do? And Jumanji. And
0: Jumanji. If you, Jumanji's still out there, <laughs> get some Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into spoilers for the rhythm section. All right, we're back, and we're going to get into some spoilers for the rhythm section. You kind of predicted at some point that the mole was going to be revealed to be Jude Law.
1: Well, I thought it was, Yeah.
0: It wasn't it, it no. turns out that it's Sterling K Brown but the movie makes it pretty obvious that it's going to be someone close to her you you feel that twist coming like yes. it's either it's going to be one of those two dudes it's yeah. like a 50-50 but it turns out to be Sterling K Brown I don't understand what his game is like what he's like he's a terrorist Sterling K Brown Well
1: he's an ex like CIA FBI agent or something that has a lot of information a lot of connections Who uses that information and sells it to on the black market?
0: Is he responsible for the terrorist attack? Yeah. What I mean, what? But
1: I don't know the motivation behind it.
0: His motivation? Yeah.
1: Was he just like paying for it? Like, I I don't know Uh, why why he did what he did.
0: I, yeah, I have no clue.
1: He just hired a goon.
0: I mean, it must be money, some sort of financial money.
1: Uh, No, they never said. I mean, why why blow up an airplane?
0: Well, they did say, yeah, this group is like like political terrorists. Yeah, right. They're some sort of extremists.
1: Yeah, but usually political terrorists want their stories known. I mean, the the whole point of this was the plane accident was considered an accident, not a terrorist event.
0: And so, and why does Sterling K. Brown have her go around killing these guys?
1: because one of the guys was going to pull in state's witness he was under fbi witness protection when the car blew up when she tried to seduce and, <laughs> and cut she his throat try and fail
0: Right, Max Casella. Like they end up blowing up the car with the family inside.
1: Yeah, Jude Law ends up blowing up the car, but the guy's kid was inside the car It's another.
0: It's another really frustrating scene where she's like, "All right, I'm going to do this," (laughs) and she doesn't
1: do it. She doesn't do it. Cops out midway. I I did my best, (laughs) (laughs) and then runs away. (laughs) Why?
0: I mean, I'm just going, going back to the crackhead. Why? Like, why is she? Why is she rock bottom at the start? this film why couldn't they like okay she loses her family in a plane crash like that i mean that's gonna weigh heavily on anyone why can't she just be like maybe like a loner she's working you know at a uh, coffee shop or yeah. her, like a dead-end job and you know like maybe she's on like on pills or something you know like why crack addicted prostitute? <laughs> like because it's anything she does after that is going to be an improvement we've already seen this character at rock bottom uh, her going around and like getting her ass kicked by Jude Law is an improvement on that.
1: So <laughs> literally anything. So is. So the story goes is that this reporter comes in, knows who her, uh, comes into the brothel, knows her <sighs> identity.
0: That's Proctor.
1: That's Proctor. Sure. Um, but and he's then taken out. He's killed. He's killed. Yeah. Do we know
0: by who? Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. He's killing people. Yeah. Why? Why do they have sex? I don't know. It's just like they're. It, it intercuts with a the conversation they're having. It's like they're kind of opening up a little bit, and it just it intercuts this conversation with like a, just a random like hallway sex scene. What like why is that included?
1: I, I have no idea. Is
0: that just to like heat up the trailer? Just like well, throwing yeah. A few I snippets? guess it,
1: I guess it's to show that they connected and then making his betrayal or her killing him at the end
0: makes it cut deeper.
1: Yeah. It makes her seem really stupid and gullible,
0: right? Yeah. That that's what it makes it seem like. Not only that, it just it comes out of nowhere. They're not exhibiting any chemistry. Any
1: chemistry? None whatsoever. It comes out of
0: nowhere. Like it's not motivated by anything other than just the script. Like we we need
1: we need to have some sex in this movie.
0: Yeah, someone's got to take off the shirt. Let's do it. <laughs> so the, yeah, that happens towards the end, and he's revealed to be bad. And um, he's
1: revealed to be the ultimate bad guy, the one who was in charge of the bombing on the plane.
0: But I'm still not sure, like what what his motive is, what his agenda. I don't. Is.
1: I have no idea.
0: But there's a, there's a pretty decent scene, uh, like at the end with the bomb on a bus.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: Another pretty well directed scene, like. Reed Morano shows some promise behind the camera. I mean, I I mean the movie doesn't have the goods to be like like a mass audience action movie. So what do you
1: think this director and Elizabeth Banks kind of team up? Because Elizabeth Banks is very poor on the action stuff. And then this this girl is actually pretty good on the action.
0: Well, yeah, it, it made me... And then they
1: could collaborate and come together and then make a badass movie.
0: This movie, I mean, when you compare it to something like Charlie's Angels, it, it gives you appreciation for what this movie's doing. Because it is physically authentic. You know, it's not just like ridiculous girls in front of a green screen. It's, I mean, Blake Lively, I mean, she broke her knuckle doing this. They had to delay filming for six months. So everything in this movie has a certain physical credibility to it that a movie like Charlie's Angels does not have.
1: It's correct. And I,
0: I, I appreciate that with this movie. It still doesn't have suspense and you get suspense when the audience has information that certain characters don't, right? Like we know, you know, one character is planning something against another character. So when they meet suspense yeah this movie doesn't give you that it's all from her point of view and she's getting limited information all the time and she's high on crack
1: (laughs) well in the beginning at the end she's not
0: so it's the movie just doesn't really the movie doesn't seem interested in generating suspense it seems like it's trying to be like a gritty character drama yeah but without the drama
1: (laughs) (laughs) how would you rate this movie i'd give it like a c plus Oh I'm lower than that really sure you give it a c plus
0: i again i just i admire I mean, the the aesthetic approach it's very practical stripped down d sure no it's if you're expecting a like like a high wire slam bang breathless espionage action pick yeah it's gonna be a d or f i just i <laughs> I can't think of any movie that starts off its main character as like a crack addicted prostitute. (laughs) So it has that novelty factor going for it. Like, hey, settle in, gang. Yeah. Here's here's your hero. (laughs) Here's your main character. Turning tricks in between hits off the pipe. It's very strange. It's very strange. And I, um, again, you know, Blake Lively, she broke her knuckle doing this. I mean, people were committed to making this work. It just, it didn't, it didn't work. I feel bad for the finance
1: uh, I do, Yeah.
0: This was, again, this was produced by Eon Productions. They produced the James Bond series. Just on paper, it was kind of hyped. It's like, you know, a potential female James Bond-ish new franchise. James Bond-ish. You yeah, know. At some point, there's going to be like a big female-fronted franchise. I hope so. Action franchise. Yeah,
1: I hope so. That's, that's not, not Ghostbusters. Or
0: that's not Resident Evil, you yeah. know, or Underworld or any of that crap it's gonna happen they just they i mean the movies need to be good they they need to deliver the goods. they
1: need to be on point like the born i mean the production value of the born movies or mission impossible or yeah. you know whatever there just hasn't been that that studio that's taken a chance on a female action hero maybe maybe tomb raider
0: which one with angelina or yeah with, angelina um, true i mean that was yeah that was based on a video game you know i mean we definitely don't get many like original movies built around women big yeah. budget original movies i just uh you know you, i mean you need good directors also for this big budget stuff and you know having like a hit hulu show i, I don't know i is mean she, is she
1: the main director on hulu or on Handmaidens tale because usually they it's a series they other she's people... probably like
0: the lead like the pilot director Reed Morano, um, so I mean she gets but she gets credit was
1: six seasons ago.
0: Well, she gets credit for establishing the the tone and the visual style. You, you need to pace these movies out. I mean, it can't be like an hour of like a drug addict like like stumbling like around town. And
1: oh, why not?
0: Like that's not going to cut it for like this type of movie. Not at fifty million dollars. I mean. Uh, it's, <laughs> Like, no, and if you—I mean, if you hire Blake Lively, like at some point, let's make her not look like a crack-addicted bag lady yeah. with a bad wig. Amen. At one point, let's make her look good. Amen. This is a movie we're watching, yeah. right? <laughs> this, yeah. this is a movie. So yeah, this yeah, unfortunate. I feel like we we watch a lot of movies that are just kind of uh, just lacking energy. Yeah, and, oh, hum. And are just kind of just putting you to sleep a little bit, and it's. It's a skill to pace a movie and to keep it engaging, scene to scene.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Next week, I'm excited because we're gonna go and we're gonna talk about our Oscar picks. I thought
0: you were saying so you're excited to watch Birds of Prey.
1: Oh God, that's. <clears ugh. throat> I'm I'm gonna go into it. The, open, uns- open heart, <laughs> yeah. open mind.
0: Open-hearted. Yeah. Okay. Now, we, we go into everything. Open, open mind, open hearts, and open minds. <laughs> it's, it's, that's how we do it. Yeah. On this show. <laughs> and I guess that's it. That's the rhythm section directed by Reed Morano. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast. And you can also email us at date podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening.
1: See ya.